1: A podcast where we're on a fucking path of destruction through uh shitty movies that Mikey makes us watch on request of the viewership. You know, right. you might be thinking, hey, this is fun. Jay's doing a little bit of an alternate intro here tonight. No, that's not what that that's not what this is, because you know, alternate intros are fun. They're for people who still have soul and a zest mm-hmm. for life and still believe that good things can happen to people in, in life. For people who still, um, you know, want to do a podcast, who haven't just totally given up. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, welcome to the show, guys. It's going to be uh, gonna a lot of fun.
0: We are uh, this, the broken spirits of three lifelong fans of Jackass, Relieving the Belly Laughs, Bad Ideas, Broken Bones, and Career Missteps of some of the cast members in the movies they make.
1: No, seriously, whose fucking idea was this? Why did we watch this <laughs> It fucking was fucking movie. Mikey. I almost quit the fucking <laughs> it podcast was because of this shit. <laughs> it
0: was I Mikey. did. It's not, it was not I my told you idea. Guys,
2: I, I've been saying it the whole time. I don't want to do this. This is a waste of time. I got better things to do, but okay, you know yeah. what? It was actually surprising. We, what? I'll tell you something. So we're, we're doing the film Haggard. We are, yes. An old Bam Margera, CKY, that whole crew, a film that they did when they were kids. You know, we've seen them do some kind of artistic type stunts when they're doing the war resegments and things like that. And we thought those things were uh, pretty rough. So it'll be interesting to see what we talk about this movie. And surprisingly... It, this movie came out on June 24th, 2003, mm-hmm. and it wasn't actually the worst thing that happened that day. What was the worst? There was thing? a massive, massive tornado in Manchester, South Dakota. Oh, wow. one of the most destructive tornadoes. I believe it was probably an F5. I can't find the actual rating in my notes over here, but uh, I, I, I did see the movie Twister and F5 seems like a pretty good I was going to say, tornado. I was going to
0: say what? that was, that was a hundred percent. Anyone who says F5 has, has seen Twister and that's about it. Yeah. You know what we could have done? What? Instead of watching Haggard, was was watching Twitter Literally
1: anything else. I yeah. want to
0: clear the air, guys. This what I didn't want to watch Haggard. Oh, this bullshit. was the most requested thing that we do on this podcast. I'm just the host that cares the most about the fans. And yes, I'm speaking to you as the listener. These guys didn't want it. to do. They to see us suffer,
1: guy. taking the sides of the fans, fuck making fans. us look bad <laughs> over here. Yeah, Chris, fuck them. I'm with you. Fuck Fuck you.
0: I don't care. I don't like
2: you anymore. You almost lost the podcast. Chris and I I genuinely, this isn't even a joke. I I, I even (laughs) told my mom this. I've been working so much. It's been hard for us to get a recording. Hence why I missed last week. I have like no free time. Long story short. And Mikey's like telling me to watch this. And I was like, no, fuck you. Like, I don't want to do this right now. And it it, like it actually got serious. Like this isn't even a little bit. I was actually upset with him. That being said, Mm -hmm. I did watch the movie. Mm hmm. And you guys aren't gonna believe it. I fucking liked it.
1: You're No lo- fucking way. First
0: of all, I you're fucking a liar. Did, man. First I'm of all, lying. you're alive. I honestly hey. did. I'm secondly really not. Secondly, well, this is a
1: movie about friendships, after all. So maybe some friendships were the weirdest of friendships. Of secondly,
0: though, mm-hmm. I can't but. I can't just let Chris say that and not say <laughs> my my piece. Because
2: I'll the, back it up, man. I got all the facts.
0: Fine. But here's a fact, Chris. And we've, Uh we've brought this, and this is, this I, I, I don't want to get serious on this, but let's get serious on this. You cannot complain about this podcast getting in the way of your free time and your life. When I asked you for about eight months probably a full year actually to fix your fucking webcam fix your internet fix your fucking computer because it takes me about four like hours that. extra to edit every episode uh, i don't like my free time i ask you to do one fucking thing and you throw it right back in my face you and, literally and, and cry to mom you literally cry to
1: your mom about it welcome to jackass the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of jackass
0: Oh, we are three <laughs> lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs bad ideas and broken bones
2: guys we got some bitter people over here you know like I'm <laughs> the only one that's happy I was the one that enjoyed it we got it sucked the soul out of the rest of these guys really you know I'm did. the good guy the good jackass guy
0: uh, another thing, and this this will be something that our, our listeners can pick up on, or our viewers, if you're watching over on YouTube, uh, a growing uh, fan base over there. So thanks to everyone who's uh, subscribed and, and is watching along there. Uh, Chris, could you please change the uh, uh, lighting, which has now turned to red on your screen, to, again, make it easier for me to edit this this episode?
1: How does or, my lighting have to do with your editing?
0: Because I have to do color correction, Chris. I take this shit seriously.
1: Chris, he's right. I never have a problem with my lighting. I don't know what your yeah, problem is. i fucking nerd. Again. I don't know. I don't want to get my face red again there
0: we go <laughs> Listen, so let's, let's let's go through yeah. uh, let's go through haggard then how about that
1: i'm, I'm up for it. it i do want to say though that right before this i bought a very nice new 4k tv beautiful picture mm. just outstanding 55 inches it's, it's uh it's the love of my life right now guess what the first fucking thing i watched on the new 4k tv
0: world? no it ha- couldn't have been haggard
1: this piece of shit right here mikey yeah the timing was right i could see the fucking pixels going black on the fucking screen as i was watching it it was just bleeding life
0: well jay that's a good
1: thing because no it's not
0: no no if i I know you the thing you would love to see in 4k and crystal clear high definition 4k is a pile of shit and you got your wish so there you go
1: there's a couple things in this movie that uh, I was surprised to see were caught on camera. Let's talk about it, shall we? Yes, this is Haggard, as Chris said at the start of the episode, and uh, it it's uh, I f- it's it's very much uh, self indulgent in the sense that you can tell right from the get go when it's written by Bam uh, Brandon. Like, all the friends, Ryan Dunn, like, everybody's name, pretty much everyone in the movie is either, like, a director or a writer or an art director or something. There's, like, very little outside involvement, so you can tell it's very much, it's very it's very uh, what's the word like art house it's, it's very artsy it's, it's very it's
0: also like nepotism it's just all family yeah, and friends as nepotism. all like the fucking key grip is probably don Vito. like everyone who's involved in this is a is a yes. member of the Westchester, pennsylvania uh, punk crew like
1: bam i and do friends. have to say though you guys notice this was just like saturated just completely saturated in like a sense of hey guys aren't we pretty awesome or what like they thought they were so just- good
0: they fucking loved they they well, were what
1: the fuck ju- were you doing at that time of your life they uh, made art they made a movie. This.
2: they got their friends together i'll give them that they didn't have much of a budget and look what they ended up pulling off something that we're coming back fucking 15 years later or however long later
1: even more than yeah, that watching and talking about so it's not good give them a though. break Okay, we got to talk about Uh, it. There's going to be divided opinions here. There's going to be divided opinions here. That's okay. I'm actually really fucking surprised Chris is defending this after the fit you put up. Like, I am so fucking surprised. Right? I can admit when I'm wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. Listen. I I had a good time watching it. Let's give you a quick one-minute breakdown of what this is. Ryan Dunn, known as Random Hero, that's how they credit him in this movie, is uh, basically going through a bad breakup with his ex-girlfriend. Her name's Lauren. No, Uh, her name's Glorin. Is it actually it's, Glorin? I couldn't
0: believe my mind when I looked. I'm like, no. why do they keep mispronouncing her name? It's actually Glorin.
1: That's that. There you go. Quality yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, chef's kiss this movie. <laughs> uh, so basically, he's just throwing shit off his front porch. He's an angry, angry Ryan Dunn. And you guys notice what the very first line of this movie is. Anyone care to recite the very first line of this movie? Um, Is it is it Dico
0: calling him? i'm not i'm using the word objectively here so is
1: he's calling him a
0: a fag right like that's that's yes
1: right out of the get-go that is the first line of the movie like if you wanted something straight out of the 2000s there you go
2: (laughs) i I was fucking hook line and sinker from the first fucking line of the movie you guys wonder that's (laughs) comedy man
1: it's edgy as fuck it's 2000's edginess and the second line is he wears a girl's underwear so you kind of know where we're going with this one yes check Check number two baby check number (laughs) two Um, here's here's
0: the crazy thing about it though here's the crazy thing about it is is um this whole this whole scene like with with Dunn kind of going nuts and then it cutting to Deco and him talking like Deco is the guy that they always go to in Jackass to like introduce stunts and that's because of his personality he's like vibrant and exuberant and he talks and he's got so much personality and all of a sudden the camera rolls for a script and he's got He's like a chair. He's like fucking went to Vin Diesel's school of acting. Like he's, I don't know what happened to him. He's just not a good actor for some reason.
1: No, did you, I couldn't tell like, what was that accent he's trying to do? He tries to, he picks an accent for his character and what I think it's French, that? but it keeps changing the whole fucking movie. I don't know. That's what the Brandon part. was trying to
0: do. <laughs> was he yeah. supposed to be like, it got me, honestly, it got me thinking like, wait, is that just his actual voice? Cause it didn't make any sense to me that he would just have an accent.
2: I was thinking he was like, like a, you know, earlier days, Russian scientist with a (laughs) twist of a few other things. You know what I mean? Like I just couldn't
1: figure it out, but it was fucking. I thought like French Canadian,
0: he sounded French Canadian to me. There was something to it there.
1: There was something to it there. And like the point of, of the first intro to any movie is to get introduced to the characters. We need to know who these people are Sure. and you get, you get little tells through the filmmaking here and the directing. And basically when you see Bam Margera, you just know he plays the cool guy. Okay. Like that's, he wrote that in the script liner. I'm the cool guy. All right. And Ryan Dunn's the sorry loser. And then of course, Brandon's the weird one. They're pretty much just playing hyped up versions of who they are in Jackass. Essentially. Would you guys agree with that?
0: I mean, yeah, kind of. I think, I think Dunn probably wouldn't want to play exactly the version of himself. Like he's pretty much a big fucking loser in this movie. And I think, I think he was probably convinced to do that. It Like, or maybe that's just the way it comes across after all the writing. I, I'm not sure. But like the fact that after him throwing a tantrum, they show him in his bedroom. And for some reason, his bedroom is like a 12 year old's bedroom. Like it looks like straight out of like he's 15 years old. He's got posters yeah, totally. on the wall living with Don Vito. But I would I would have assumed his parents. Someone's got to make
1: sense to me. He's underage, so Yeah, of course.
0: Out. See, that's, that's a good point. Someone's got to someone's got to call Ryan Dunn's wrecker. And then actually, Homewrecker, his bedroom because like his is just like this. Gin- his his bedroom looks like the before picture yeah. of one of the candidates on on his show, Homewrecker. How
2: totally. much do you miss having a bedroom like that though?
1: Uh, like I
2: posters know. out of magazines up on the Dude, wall. Like remember I, when I, Dad they got they're mad, they're mad at me and he tore all my rap posters down off the wall? There's yeah, like a picture picture Like Method Man smoking a blunt, and I came home. <laughs> and I was like, at that point in my life, that was the worst thing anyone's ever done to
0: me.
1: Oh, I was like, totally I man. fucking
2: hate you. You know, God bless Rockwin as that. a kid. You know.
1: But
0: yeah. my, my family used to make fun of me because my room was literally just white walls. I didn't. It was just white. I didn't have posters. I slept in a room with white walls and no curtains. I, I liked the
1: calmness of just we should have seen the warning signs back then. <laughs> eh? <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you, man? No, yeah. I don't know. I just did. It just it soothed me for some reason. I got to ask Chris a question, though. Chris, you like 2000s edginess. Do you also like plot holes in your movie? <laughs> because there's a ton well, of those in this movie. No, I don't think so. You know, this is the right classic the redemption story. You got a guy oh, who breaks on. up
2: with his girlfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's having a tough time. You got his buddies that want to come around and help him through the situation, you know? So he's going through it. They're trying to get the revenge, which adds a funny edginess to it. They introduce other characters. Long story short, you know what I mean. They're they're working through the magic,
1: and and he ends up getting the chick at the end. It's fucking fantastic, you know. Okay, so that, that's it. I don't think we need to say anything more about this. Thank you for summarizing. That was the a pretty. That movie. was just a. Was that was good.
0: a spot on summary of the
1: movie. But yeah, <laughs> I don't even know why I wasted an hour and a half of my life watching it. You could have just told me that. But listen, like, okay, I want to talk about the characters for a couple more minutes here sure. before we get into what's happening here, because as we alluded to, Brandon's the weird one. He's also a scientist, and as they're leaving. Ryan's apartment, Bam and um, Brandon, they find a poster that says, It's Invention of the Future Contest. And first place... Gets a mountain bike made of diamonds, which is the most ridiculous fucking thing ever. And Brandon has this invention he's been working very hard on, the reverse microwave. Now, when he said the reverse (laughs) microwave, my mind fucking, it like blossomed like a flower in the fucking springtime. All of these fucking memories came back. I've seen this movie before, but it was so long ago. I actually thought this reverse microwave bit was part of CKY or something. Mm. I was totally not prepared for this. Uh... And it's the it's the most ridiculous B plot to anything I've ever seen, but basically it, he needs to get Freon to make his reverse microwave and win the mountain bike, and it feels so fucking tacked on. The deco yeah, side story hard is to so come weird. Seventy percent of the world's Freons <laughs> in refrigerators, Look at this, guy this deco jumping says. to fucking defend this. <laughs>
0: but it it just feels <laughs> so like you mentioned Jay tacked on like it has. It's not even like like normally what happens in a movie is you have these two stories that are happening seemingly seemingly parallel and they they don't seem like they have anything to do with one another and they end up intersecting in a way that aids one another usually the B plot aids the A plot and that's not what happens. Deco just finds himself at the end of the episode in a a a fridge graveyard because he got chased into it and then after the main plot of the movie gets all wrapped up which we'll get to later there's there's deco's plot afterwards like like a fucking post-credit sequence that goes on for half an hour it was so weird i didn't it was like great though
2: when, when he's driving that 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 bike of diamonds mm-hmm. didn't you feel very happy for him you know the scientist in the basement he he he, he conquered his dream like this, did, is just, this is just this is a redemption really,
1: story if i've ever seen one well you know i love science so yeah that that I, i'd be lying if i said there wasn't a little tug in the heartstrings there uh-huh. right didn't didn't yeah. work for me
0: i was literally i'll say this for the whole you movie you fucking
1: grew up in a white room apparently
0: <laughs> yeah and this bored me Fucking have some I, imagination i grew up you in a white have, room. I, I wish i brought you i grew up I in a I white room a and this bike
2: why so you fucking have some fucking love for the world
0: <laughs> well yeah too too late for that i will say this whole movie i was so bored and and uh that i was actually you know those you know those feelings that you have when you're like you're you're you're, you're in bed and you're trying to, to get back to sleep and you think you fall back to sleep for like half an hour and you look and it's literally been two minutes like does that ever happen right. to you you get like stuck in this sleep cycle this i kept looking at my clock and being like is this over yet and it had been three minutes like this felt like it took oh man big mistake. way longer hey, than it should have never so when, when, look it, at when it loops back this. around and you got to deal with dico's b plot of him winning the science fair i was like fuck man it just it felt awful <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, basically, Ryan's all sad and alone in his bedroom and shit, you know, pouting. And I just want to point something out here, not that it's super relevant, but you, this movie does this thing, and this is the first time we see it here, where we get, like, fast cut-ins of like girl's thighs and like panties and bras and shit but it's always like for like half a second and it's at the most random of times that it almost doesn't even make sense why it's happening like here i get it he's he's thinking about his ex-girlfriend he sees her getting naked in his head and stuff but there's like a scene later in the movie where bam's just flirting with some girl he met and there's like this flash of like her crotch for 2 seconds and there's like no reason there's no explanation yeah, there's for plenty why of it's reason. there maybe Unless you were being what Deco
2: called Ryan at the beginning of the movie.
0: What? What are you talking about? Oh, 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 I see. Get your dictionaries out, kids. He's trying yeah. to call you gay, Jay.
1: Um, I, I no, get it. it. So, so, Who doesn't but, like but, the fucking tits and ass in a movie? That's fine. Yeah, but I like it when it ties into something. Like, this just makes no fucking sense. So it's I, like
0: i think it does actually i will come to the defense of the movie here i think that those are supposed to be like art quote-unquote art school cut-ins of like what's going on in the person's head so when bam is flirting with someone he's immediately thinking of her crotch that's why he's flirting
2: that's exactly what i was gonna say i thought
0: that's what chris is gonna say and instead he just dropped a slur but i'll I'll come to his come to his
1: aid i didn't say any slur try and cut a slur out of that (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all things aside, though, those little cut-ins gave me a little bit of PTSD because I was so worried that at the end of one of those cut-ins, it was going to just be like Ryan Dunn in his bedroom beating it or something. We got that later. We get that later, though. Oh, do we get it in spades, baby? Look, uh, so Lauren meets (laughs) a new guy. We got to talk about this. And uh, I was not expecting (laughs) the new boyfriend to be, of all guys, the scientist we all know and love as Ray Kion. Yeah. Yep. Fucking Hellboy, baby. That was a surprise. Yeah, and they call him Hellboy in this movie, which is the worst name.
0: It's it's pretty good actually. I know. How
1: many I'm girls are you picking this movie? up? No, no. Hellboy? Are you serious? <laughs> He's the like fucking time.
2: chugging beers and cars. He's just getting no. mad, puss. Like fucking. I'm just picturing a, a legend.
1: Red Ron Perlman. That's all I see. Is just a big red Ron Perlman. <laughs> so Hellboy, with yeah, a beard yeah, and yeah yeah the whole that, thing. That's, dude. It, but it, it shows the hell of this movie
2: like they're really thinking about this because what would be more terrifying or more of a brutal feeling than all people rake even okay. dumb hellboy steals your girlfriend they really like really understand yeah. how to get
0: into our psyche especially in a bowling alley imagine Rake on <sighs> steals your girlfriend in a bowling alley i would i think i'd yeah. lose my mind that you know setting up conflict so far bam good job <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. probably Mm -hmm. in there doing cool science experiments or something probably yeah yeah listen they didn't sleep together though they just went to the beach last night and he fingered me a little bit all right yes i bet those fingers smell like sodium bicarbonate
2: (laughs) (laughs) in the movie they did like the fingers and smell
1: these do people still do that or is that just a 90s thing has anyone ever done that question personally no but i've 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 seen it happen in in the wild before once or okay
0: um i i did you guys notice because after after this call ryan dunn for some reason sprints to the coffee shop where he somehow knows bam will be there uh to tell bam that uh his girlfriend glorin got fingered by hellboy uh the coffee shop that they run to is the same coffee shop from the uh hockey fights prank in jackass Do you remember that i think it was season two when they dress up in in all the familiar that's hilarious when they dress up in all the hockey gear and uh and, and get into a fight in public yeah
1: A Westchester special, I suppose. But uh, what's with the dude? Okay, I get it. Ryan's having like fucking anxiety attacks and like strange flashbacks and he's hallucinating. But there's just a dude in there fingering and eating out his wallet. Like, I mean, it's a different time period. You got to understand there weren't any pandemics yet. So people were doing that all the time. But yeah. Just you know, I haven't seen it in a while, so it kind of took me off guard. I guess
0: I think that's also from the twisted mind of 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 Ryan. I, I think that's more of a uh, uh, I, I like obviously you know it, in the in the writing of it, but I keep thinking about things that they had actors do in this that just <laughs> make no sense. I'm like that that's that one guy's claim to fame. It's like, hey, uh, extra, can you lick your wallet for a second? And he's like, anything for you, bam! The pride of Westchester, Pennsylvania, and it's great. Uh, but that hope, weirdly isn't yeah, the craziest but, thing about
1: this scene. What's the it, craziest thing? The fact
0: that Ryan, in order to like get him back on the, on, on his, on his bicycle, Bam's like, look, there's a girl go approach her, see what happens. And he compliments her tattoo to start off, which I think Ryan Dunn in real life probably had more game than that. Uh, and she fucking stabs him in the eye. Like I great. Okay. I don't think he was in the right. Uh, to approach her and he was kind of a dick when he did it Uh, but yeah, that's an overreaction yeah. the stabbing in the eye i thought that that was going to be like the person in the wa- with the wallet like an imagination in his head but they just fucking go with it and ryan has to wear a, a fucking eye patch for the rest of the the movie what what happened why what is that about chris you you as a defender of the movie what is the reason for that just because he thought well, he looked cool in an eye the patch? movie's
2: called no the movie's called haggard and uh-huh. it shows the story of a guy going through his love problems and the how it destroys him on the inside and the outside mm-hmm. so by him trying to redeem himself and going these process he's getting haggard in the process haggard is you know being run down beat up etc etc that's how i eye. know the word Stab so he gets eye. stabbed in the eye so by him trying to go through this journey of redemption he has to get haggard in the process and you know this is just him saying them setting the stage of him getting stabbed in the eye he has an eye patch right. now by the end of it he looks disheveled he's been through hell And that's exactly what this movie's trying to do.
1: It's been through Hellboy and back, baby. But I will debate against that and say that you're gonna eye patch your protagonist this early into the movie. It's been like five (laughs) minutes. I mean, we (laughs) haven't even reached like cooler than a drunken pirate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I'd say more of a snake pliskin, but that's fine. Yeah. We haven't even reached act two, like the hero's breakdown, you know, and he's already lost his eye. I think it should have came after he tried to fuck himself in the ass. Spoiler (laughs) alert. He tries to fuck himself in the ass. Uh, but yeah, from here on out, Ryan Dunn is going to be wearing an eye patch for a large portion of this movie. So get used to that. Um... Now, I gotta ask you again, Chris, since you seem to love this this film, which I still can't get my fucking head around, but okay, what do you think of the revenge plot here? Because that's where the movie's headed. They want to pay Bam, or sorry, yeah, Ryan wants to pay Bam and Brandon a hundred bucks each to go and fuck up Lauren's house. Do you think this was a good move? The the movie kind of really zones in on this idea and a large chunk of it is them just doing shit at her house. What did you think of this? Good move? I thought it was Fantastic. Move?
2: You, you you built a whole culture around CKY and these types of things. You need to have some prank type things. And what better way to fit into the movie than a good revenge plot? You're, you're taking dumps on the fucking garage door and duct taping them. That is just fucking brilliant, you know? We got to uh, talk about just, those
1: dumps for a minute. Though, oh, right? God. And it was Don Vito's poop, too, yeah, which makes thing. it even worse. That's, and yeah. they had no
2: gloves. Ugh. But, so, I mean, imagine you come home and then you you see all these duct tape poops to your
1: door. That's just fucking comedy genius, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> So, is Don Vito canon in this universe? Like, what the fuck is going on? guys, this is is just a general
0: question about the movie. Like, in in general, I cannot tell if some of these people are supposed to be actors, if it's supposed to be characters, if they're supposed to be themselves. Like, Bam Margera, at some points in this, is Bam Margera. Like, in the interstitials, he's Bam Margera. But in the movie, he's Balo or whatever his fucking name is, like when he's talking to Ryan Dunn. And then it, sometimes you have like, like, ape. She was in the coffee shop. At one point, she's just an, an extra in the background, but then she's a character in other scenes. And then you've got Phil as the guy who, like, smacks Ryan Dunn with the watermelon at one point. But then he's also a cook in another scene. There's, like, everyone is playing, like, multiple roles. Some of them might be themselves. Some of them aren't. I I, I lost. I was losing my mind trying to keep track of where this was all going. It was all That's over the cool.
2: place. It's called good acting, you know? When you have top actors, you need to get everything out of them.
0: I think it's called bad writing. I think it's called bad writing. <laughs>
2: you never you never seen fucking eddie murphy movies blockbusters he yeah, plays like right. seven fucking characters
0: <laughs> I, no one fucking got you there
1: mike mm-hmm.
0: the, the point is that is that <laughs> they're not all always characters the, the point is that sometimes i was totally gonna
1: bring that up later too i'm glad it's you just <laughs> themselves
0: at one point there's an interstitial where bam margera Presumably, as Bam Margera is skateboarding, and we we know this because he just works at a skate shop in this movie. He's not a professional skater, and yet there are interstitials of him as a professional skater. How do you know he's a professional skater? Well, he's skateboarding with Tony Hawk as Tony right. Hawk. Unless that's not Tony Hawk, because literally no, in the that, next, no, you're scene. you're
1: confused. That's a police officer. Literally in the next scene, he's a police <laughs> officer.
0: Tony Hawk is the police. So I'm like, wait, what, what was the point of that interstitial? That doesn't belong in the movie. It doesn't yeah. belong in the movie.
1: No, Did you're totally right. <laughs> see now chris is just saying he loves everything about this fucking movie and i think he's doing a little bit of this on purpose i'm my radar's going off here yes. something ain't right about nope. this nope. uh i'm wondering if he's Might gonna pull you a fast one
2: i, you I wanted to, you know i'm telling him it was a great time i thank you for doing that he thought it was so funny that i was gonna hate this
1: movie i loved it backfired on you bud <laughs> see that's what this <laughs> is. you had to watch okay. it okay now <laughs> I, this makes a little more sense now yeah mm-hmm. yes yes i i get where we're going with this so listen uh <laughs> um, when we're at Lauren's house I gotta I gotta mention something here I don't know if you guys noticed this Brandon goes Lauren. up to the- uh, sorry, you got to keep you got to say respect the movie, respect, respect the, film, the yeah. movie. Yeah, I'm going to get so much hate for that one. Um, li- Listen, Brandon climbs up to Glorin's rooftop and there's this strange moment where Bam's alone with the poop in the garage door. And he's, it looks like he's having a little bit of an, an awakening with the poop. I don't know if you guys <laughs> notice this. It's like he almost gives one a little squeeze, like a little fondle j- just to see what it's like, just to see if yeah. he likes it. You know, and all I can say is, is that's how it starts, Bam. So just watch yourself. Go <laughs> Jay would know. Jay would know. <laughs> Um, go back and wa- seriously watch it. There is a part there. Where he kind of, you know, he's feeling something, uh, something's stirring within him. And, uh, Brandon's up on the roof, taking a shit on the roof, right? Then the car comes and everybody ditches. Now I want to talk about what happens here. Bam goes to hide in a bush because, you know, <laughs> Rake yawns here. He does a front flip into the bush because I don't know, in case you fucking forgot, we're watching Haggard. So that's why that's <laughs> in there.
0: It's the, the- it's so much no about purpose. this scene. The theme of this, I, I thought maybe it was just going to be the scene, but it turns out it's the theme of the entire movie is, is why is the question? Why, why does yes. Dico have this weird comic, uh, supposedly comic thing with the ladder where he doesn't know how to use a ladder? Like, what is the point of that? Why does Bam do a front flip? Why is he in, Clear sight of 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 Hellboy and let him piss on him afterwards when he walks up to him in the forest and he just sits there and takes it like if you're close enough to take piss to the face you're close yeah. enough to be seen by the person and I'm not trying to poke holes but it's just this consistent thing of like they didn't know what they were doing and they sure they're
2: using a ma- a massive script writing tactic and for movies in general have you ever heard Which the is? phrase you're a movie buff it's called suspended disbelief.
0: There, there's I'm having too a little much, bit of that right now. That this, this, the amount of belief would be like Preston Lacey plus zach but ass and, you and the wedgie thing. You can't suspend all three of them together. Is. One of them I jumps down and it the other and it two was lift fucking
2: up. Fantastic! It was a very yeah. enjoyable experience. You didn't suspend it. It wasn't. So if you actually know how to watch movies properly, you're this big movie buff. Uh huh. Fucking learn uh-huh. a lesson from your older
0: brother. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, mm-hmm. like how to how to just lie and record it the whole time. This is this is my punishment. And honestly, like this this is now I kept saying to you guys, I kept saying to you guys watch the movie. It's going to suck, but we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. And I thought after I watched it, I was like, you know what? The recording is going to be fun. This is now worse for me than watching the fucking movie. So let's keep going.
1: Check. I feel like people who do a lot of gaslighting say those types of things. Yes. Oh, don't worry. It's going to be great, guys. You're going to love this movie and we're all going to have a lot of fun. Didn't you have fun, Chris? I you had blast. fun, right? Watching Hagrid. I had a great time. Mikey, you had a great time. Yeah. I had a, gr- I what? Had a great you time. You had a great time. I had Mikey. a great time. That, yeah. It was right. so we much fun. We all had a great fucking time. We should all get together later and watch it again. Watch Party. I think um, we should
2: actually, after we do this, this episode, we should actually rewatch it again and then <laughs> pick up on what each other has said and then
0: we could do another
1: episode on it. Yeah. That sounds good. Make
0: a commentary. Yeah, on maybe, commentary. We'll, maybe we'll Twitch stream it. Do a
1: watch along with people. I like it. Guys, listen though. Meanwhile- Ryan is at home looking at pics of his ex. Bams comes in all soaking wet, covered in pick and piss. And there's this line in here that I just wanted, at this particular scene that I wanted to point out. And again, this was one of those lines that like was in my memory and was locked away in the memory banks. And when he said it, I went, holy shit, I remember this. He comes in and he says, what happened? He said, I got pissed on by Hellboy's sick dick. Yes. Sick dick sick was dick. something that a friend of mine back in like the <laughs> seventh grade. I think that's when we watched this. He would say that for everything. And it was from this fucking movie. And I just didn't make that connection until I watched that's, it. This a, that's episode. a good line. His sick dick. Yeah. Yeah, strange. Very strange. Um, so, yeah, he pays the boys and this is where we get the reveal. Ryan got a rhino tattoo on his chest. And I feel like this is something Ryan Dunn would have done in real life to impress a girl. Don't you guys feel that a little bit? Get a rhino tattoo?
0: Yeah, I, I think I mean, all the jackass crew, it seems like tattoos don't mean all that much to them. I'm exactly. actually surprised that he didn't literally get that tattoo because this is clearly just Sharpie drawn on him. Like it's, it's mm. you know, what I not that I expected him to, but like that seems like something that they would do for the bit, you know? Like they've gotten so many other shittier tattoos. Ryan Dunn got a got a tattoo of a math equation on his ankle for for the scavenger hunt episode of, of Viva La Bam. You'd think he'd get a rhino on his chest and not think twice about
1: it. Totally. So the boys decide to uh, head to the Roxbury. The Roxbury. <laughs> the Roxbury. Roxbury, 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 Because the boys are going out clubbing. The music right here was straight, straight out of fucking Roxbury, boys. I, I got a little hit of nostalgia there. But uh, they meet a friendly bum here who's smelling his his uh, dick hand. You know, shove it down the, shove it down there. Get a get a nice, uh, what like get a nice sample of your your stench. I guess I don't know why. Do homeless guys do that a lot? I don't know. I don't hang out around as many homeless guys as Chris does. But
0: when uh, when the homeless guys played by Jess
1: Margera, they do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but. Listen, this is the part where the seeds are sown. He says, you're not jacking off enough there, Ryan. Your your girlfriend's gone. You need to let off some of that steam. He says, what am I going to do? I have no material. And this right here is such a 2000s line. I don't have any material. Yes. <laughs> I forgot that it was possible not to have jack off material at a certain point in time.
0: Yeah. It's, That's the reality. Uh, what a time to be alive. And then I discovered Google Images and then it, just, it, it, it's, it spiraled from there. That was I that was that was, time I
2: went onto your computer and you had like Kazaa or whatever that downloading thing was. I and yeah, like Kazar, it was like, yeah, yeah. It was like you kept trying to download. I forget her name, but fucking Elaine from Seinfeld. I was like, that's Julie a very oddly specific thing.
0: Yeah, I was like, why <laughs> was not? Like, I've seen okay. her in Seinfeld. I want to see. I don't. Know, who knows? Because I at this point I was so young, I didn't know the difference I didn't know that some of the pictures you got were like like photoshopped. Oh, photoshopped. And shit, yeah. I was like, oh man, every celebrity's got nudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see how nervous Mikey got Internet when I said great. he was
2: downloading something? He's like, ooh.
0: Oh, like, well, that wasn't that that's, bad. That's the least of my, of my worries. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Yeah. That's fine.
1: Uh, so that, yeah, right here though. Like I said, the seeds are sown guys. Cause this is where it happens. He says, Brandon says to him, you could use your own ass. And Ryan has this look on his face, like my own ass, my own ass. Yeah. Like he's, he's going to save that for later. And he does. Unfortunately. Yes, he will. <laughs> so at this point in the film, if you've ever watched escape from New York and thought now there's a guy I'd like to see fuck himself in the ass. Well, you're, in, you're in for you're truth. about to get it. So, you're about to Jay, get it.
2: I think I think you and maybe
1: Mikey too. I think you guys are misconstruing
2: it. Wasn't like use his ass, like fuck his ass. It was like bending no, I know that. Bending over a mirror and look at it. Yes, because you see a hole and you could pretend it's a vagina or a chick's ass.
1: Really, I thought it was like you know, try to bend your erect penis backwards against your own will and try no, to. Fit no, it in I knew it. <laughs> no, I was doing bang, that. Material. Okay, like you just I thought
0: he was just looking his at his ass. I didn't. I didn't get it. Was use it to be a woman's ass? I just okay. thought it was him attracted right. to his own ass. Oh, no, it's because yeah. you guys
2: never tried it before.
0: <laughs> well, guess just, what I'm going to do right after this podcast now. 100%. Thanks, Chris. No, thank you. He's playing the a greatest little movie of all time. There. I
1: don't know, but yeah, okay. The greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> independent uh, movie. Sorry, independent <laughs> movie. There's some good blockbuster sure, sure. ones. That's better. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not now not nearly as offended anymore. Thanks for clearing that up uh So, guys, you want to talk about the reverse microwave? I think now is the time because this is where we get the first appearance of it. What do you guys think of this concept? Reverse fucking microwave? Fantastic you idea. It? Fantastic idea.
0: Mm-hmm. It just yeah. feels like something that's written for a Nickelodeon sketch. And then, like, I, this would have been on the fucking Amanda show. And then, uh, like, as a five minute sketch, and they use it for the whole movie. It just, it, I, again, I, it's. Here's the thing Bam, I. I I'm not saying this to, to, to say that the guys are bad at what they do. Bam is hilarious. Dico's hilarious. Dunn is hilarious. This movie is not like th- it, that's what baffles me about it. It's like, I feel like if they actually took the time to try something and to write something, they may have been able to do a decent job with it, but it felt like Dico's like, what if it's up? I don't know, a reverse microwave. And they're all like, sure. Yeah, let's, let's just, let's just go with that. Like, and, and that's kind of the case with every joke in this movie. They, they, don't, they don't try to punch it up. Some of the takes in the acting, it's like you guys realize that you could have done that again, right? Like this isn't a live performance. Yeah, but
2: you realize they probably did this with literally nothing with their camcorders, just trying to make it something that like is funny for them and their friends.
0: They made. Then they, they got famous, a, and they're like, "No, Fuck they it, let's made do jackass it. for themselves and their friends, and that was fantastic. They made CK, CKY, and that was fantastic. Like, I know they're capable of doing it. This just feels lazy and bad to me. It felt very self-indulgent. Like they're like, like it's like they weren't trying. That's that's what this feels to me. It's like they weren't trying, and it was just completely other than what they usually do and what's what's usually funny to them. Because this would have been after." They had already seen some fame from Jackass in 2003. Like, this isn't the first thing that they did. They should have known better, I think. That's when it was released. It is, but look at Ryan Dunn. That's that's like middle range Ryan Dunn. That's post-Jackass season one, two, and three Ryan Dunn. I don't think so. Oh, 100%.
1: 100%. It's definitely not, yeah, early Ryan Dunn. I'd agree with that. I'm not sure how late we're into, but they, they were pretty popular, I'd say, at this point when this movie came out, because I remember... My brother bought this on VHS, and I remember when it came out, like, Jackass and, and CKY and everything was pretty big. Like, I'd even say they probably were on CKY 3 or going on 4 at this point by the time this movie came out. I guess yeah, you guys I, just
2: aren't artistic enough to appreciate, like, avant-garde films. Okay.
1: That's, <laughs> probably, that's probably it. That's probably it. You yeah. know, you want to talk about avant-garde films. Uh, Ryan is starting to go a little avant-garde himself here. He's going crazy. He walks into the hair salon where Lauren works and he's just, he's, he's the kind of crazy where you, you, like at the start of the movie, you might've felt bad for him cause he got broken up with. And now you're starting to see the other side of things. You're like, Ooh, now I understand why the breakup might've occurred. He goes in there and this guy's walking out after getting his hair freshly cut. He's just like, Hey, you fucking that guy? Yeah. The, the guy you just gave a mushroom cut to. Why? Because mushroom cuts are shaped like dicks, right? Is that why, Lauren? Yeah, yeah. Cut my yeah. hair. You look so beautiful. He's he's having a hard time. This poor guy. He, it's 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 but it's hard to sympathize kind of a with creep. him. He he yeah. books her
0: at two o'clock and, so that he can talk to her. I'm like, that's a fucking creep move. But you know, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, if anything, if he deserved to get stabbed in the eye, it was for that. I would say over complimenting someone's tattoo
1: true and i love when they bring that up too though he says she says what's with the eye patch some girl stabbed me in the eye with a fork fuck off lauren G's. calm down acting like you've never been stabbed in the eye before like it's not a big deal
0: in in and among these scenes there are some good moments like when he's leaving the uh because this is another inconsequential scene when he leaves it uh uh he's saying uh uh sh- like uh, she says i need to play the field or something and he says like yeah more like play a field of dicks yeah, <laughs> like that made well, no lie. sense, but it also really made me laugh for some reason. That was one of the first moments that I actually laughed out loud while I was watching it.
1: Yeah, that's one of those lines too that was stuck in my memory bank somewhere. And when I heard it, I went, holy shit, there's another one of those. I, I swear that was in, I thought that was in CKY. I actually think in the podcast, long time ago when we referenced, uh, CKY, I think I said, oh, get ready to hear that line, but there you go. You just got it. Yeah. Now this next one, you mentioned Phil being a bit of a cameo here. I want to talk about the watermelon scene because it goes, <laughs> it, it goes like hard cut from this haircutting scene. They're having a fight. They're angry with each other. Ryan leaves the hair salon and then Phil just fucking comes up, hits him in the head with a watermelon. Like what the fuck just happened to the movie? We got a crazy naked man screaming, out the window like i just don't understand when this became a prop comedy movie like am i exaggerating here am i being unreasonable no it's it's like, it, again it's just on? like it's 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 bam just being like
0: you know it would be funny if someone got hit with a watermelon oh hey phil can you come by the set today and just do it you know like it 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 just comes out of nowhere and it's Look, if this, if that were just a random cut in a CKY movie, like Ryan Dunn's doing a stunt and he gets hit in the head with a watermelon, it would be, it would make a bit more sense. But the fact that this is supposed to be a story is just like, it's not tethered to anything and I'm not you know, above watching a, a like a kind of a trashy movie and, and, and having fun with it, like a like a movie that's really out there. But there has to be some logic to it. And in this right. getting hit with a watermelon and then having a naked guy laugh for like what honestly felt like about a minute and a half was just baffling to me.
1: So then when we cut to Brandon, like, talking to his model figurines in his basement and playing with a toy train in a director's chair, screaming at them in, like, three different accents, I gotta ask, did anybody legitimately, like, did either of you have a laugh here? Was this funny to you? No, I did for sure. Did you, Chris,
0: okay, (laughs) drop it for for a second. No, I'm not even
2: dropping it. I thought it was so fucking good, the trains and everything. It was just, like, such a fucking weird, fucking bizarre scene. I was just like, what is this doing in here? I'm like i love that like obscurity of it I, that i'm that I was just like this is just fucking that's so, so weird because it, i think about things like what is going on in the mind of this person that they would want to be doing this i'm like you're a fucking absolute nut and the fact that they were able to convince people or people were able to be convinced to put this in a movie it just fucking cracked me the fuck up
0: oh man net don't get chris a camcorder i i don't want to see the movie that he makes <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's very disjointed, though, because this is, like, the only part of the movie where it gets just bizarre, bonkers, silly, and then it just kind of goes back to, okay, back to the plot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where we get our first appearance of Rab himself, which I didn't expect him to be in the movie. Top notch. There you go. Great actor. <laughs> what did you guys think of Rab? Because he's got, he's got a bit of an accent that, himself. That,
2: that, that Kiki act is from, uh, I mean, it's like Kiki or whatever that thing. He plays that character in the CKY movies
1: right he lost and he his added cat. like
2: really like he had to use the wild card of the film you know you just didn't know what to expect with that fucking guy you know you need those depths of characters and in, involved in these movies
0: uh he could have gotten a johnny depp of characters and he was because he was side by side with uh with uh, uh leonardo dicaprio who played a similar type of role in what's eating gilbert grape uh, i think i think he did a slightly better job than than rab himself did but you know rab's going for it uh he's uh he's not leaving anything on the table as uh what did, what did they say in tropic thunder chris
2: don't go full return
0: was, but he didn't
2: G- gilbert grape did
0: he got a Grape there. definitely did yeah yeah
2: but I, to me like rab was just like he was just a slow guy that just wanted to be cool and he wanted to be liked by uh bam and he wasn't liked by him and he was going through his own struggles you know
0: yeah yeah he was uh
1: deep character definitely deep Deepest very deep character in the movie
0: very deep yes yes mm. uh, a couple lines of dialogue i don't know man this is another thing where I'm like, I guess here's another thing we got to put on the plate and deal with like it's just it's like my mind can only suspend my disbelief so much and they're just piling weight onto the thing that it's supposed to suspend that's supposed to be suspended. And I'm like, all right, here we go with another one. Why not? I don't know.
1: Hey, either you guys, but I, but I will a, say
0: I did. What? I did laugh pretty hard when when uh, when Rab was uh, was was driving on the back of the bike and they just go straight into the into the bushes when yeah, they ride the bike God. straight into the bushes. That, that, I, that was, was, really was my funny.
2: favorite. It's just like they're just going and then they just make that right turn and just fly into the bushes. That was, that, <laughs>
0: that was great. I had
2: that in my notes too. I was like, I didn't make a lot of notes on it because I was just really embracing what was going on, and mm-hmm. that was one of the ones that was fully in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just that it's that stupid CKY type of comedy, you know, just like flipping the switch. <clears throat> it's like flipping a switch and they're just like, you know, brain power from 10 to zero in the matter of seconds. And yeah, I loved I love that that was in there because I feel like Brandon kind of brings that stupidity to these types of movies like CKY and this type of shit. And I'm, I'm glad that they took time to be like, OK, you know what? As much as I think it's disjointed, it is kind of funny to see him doing his thing, even if sometimes it's really fucking cringy and maybe his accent's really off and his acting's not so good. Some of the stuff he does in this movie did kind of get me chuckling from time to time, so I'll give you that. Deco?
0: You mean, I mean, uh,
1: Rob? No, Deco, for sure. Oh, Deco Deco too. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know I'm a fan of that guy. He's just got like a silliness to him. He's just got this... He's that's, absurd. He's a cartoon character. Is, I, I
0: love Deco as well. And I just felt like this was him trying too hard. And that's saying a lot for Deco. You know, that's, that's why I couldn't get into it. It was like, he was just, he wasn't being his natural self. And I just didn't.
1: Well, he know. also doesn't fit in this film. It's a serious, serious ish film about a guy going through a tough out breaka- breakup and being creepy and shit. And then you got this cartoon fucking character. This like VOD villain who's making a reverse microwave yeah. in his basement. It just doesn't make any sense um well you so, say
0: you say the movie is about ryan dunn going through a breakup the movie is really about bam margera going to his friends asking them how to get revenge on dunn's girlfriend for leaving him that's that's basically cool. the yeah. w- beat that's what ends up happening in this movie like the next scene is him going to naked dave's who lives in a fucking arcade or something like what, what? okay yeah, yeah, yeah lives in an arcade it's actually or a drug ban in real life Oh, is that Bam's basement? At, the, at
2: that time, yeah. You, when if, when we, if we do do that uh, MTV Cribs episodes, that's when I was watching that. I noticed
1: that. I was like, oh, that's the fucking same place. Oh, interesting. Shit. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a crack house. It looked that's like a crack thinking.
0: house. And you know what? <laughs> Knowing what we know now, it may have been. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Naked Dave playing some Mortal Kombat 2 there. I'm yeah. Give a shout out to Mortal Kombat 2. Did you guys also catch like a scene earlier before this? That sick Motorola Razor flip keyboard phone. Oh, yeah wow i uh, wow. yeah
0: the the technology going back and watching movies like this when they're trying to show off technology is always uh that's a blast from the past
2: <laughs> i love so, the wire uh, for that pagers and, and pay all the wire so cool yeah the wire's not as good as this but um
1: the, the the technology thing is pretty cool yeah so i like this part too where um brandon has picked up rab from the train station you know they did their little bike ride now they're in the car together getting acquainted he asks him, "How's school, Rab? It's good, man." He he starts talking, and it basically just ends up in Brandon going, "Shut up! I need Freon." Like <laughs> that's all that's on this guy's mind. Like he just exists in this film to find Freon and and secure the Freon so that he can win this goddamn diamond bike. It's all he uh-huh. cares about. Um, they base that um they base that character from uh, Batman, the Mister Freeze
2: character, off his off uh Dico's character, right?
0: They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. That that's been a fun true story.
2: Look it up the other day.
0: That's I that's like the that. accent he was going for was was Arnold's accent. Eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was Austrian. <laughs> so that's a more accent. <laughs> the movie just kind of turns into a series of montages and like clips like there's a part where Ryan gets beat the shit out of by some bikers and thrown into a dumpster and then bam skateboarding. And this is where Tony Hawk shows up. And it's just kind of like, I feel like it's losing the point here. And it's and they're trying to figure out, like, okay, we need to, like, we kind of rode ourselves into a bit of a corner here. What do we do? Um, and this is where we get the scene where they get the aggression out by breaking some bottles. And I just thought to myself, why, Bam? Why? Because we need a cool bottle-breaking scene. Just shut up, Ryan. Okay, be in my movie, goddammit, and do what I say. Like, it just feels like... You know, well, Naked Dave said so and whatever
0: here. it was Naked Dave's suggestion was I go break it. some bottles and that's so that's what you're going to do.
1: But and, really this is just a vehicle to get Tony Hawk in here and make his cameo. That's yes. really what this is.
0: Tony Hawk plays in this movie, it, over the course of about 5 minutes, maybe even less. Tony Hawk plays a skateboarder in the montage, a cop who arrests Ryan Dunn. And a therapist, essentially, for Ryan Dunn after Ryan's been arrested. Like his character does a lot of heavy lifting and moves a lot of the plot forward. So good on Tony Hawk for doing yeah. that. Depth, depth, depth. Lots He's got depth. a lot of depth. Uh, the Birdman. Who who would have thought?
1: So Snake Plissken is going to jail now, and yeah. uh, this is where they have their heart to heart. And I do want to note that in the car, the the conversation they have. This is what they bond over. He says, "Hellboy is fingering my girlfriend." Well, Ryan, my wife has been sleeping with a guy named Roger. You know what? You're all right, kid. I'll help you out. So Ryan gets a get out of jail free card. So uh, there you go. Um, this is where we get our first appearance of do Don. You, do Vito you think
0: ever? Do you think ever? Like if you if if you got arrested and the cop looked about our age and looked like he may have seen haggard. If you said to him sitting in the back of his police car. <laughs> I'm just pissed off because my girlfriend got fingered by Hellboy. <laughs> Do you think there's any <laughs> chance he lets you off? Oh, Maybe. There's gotta be like, if percentage. if I'm a cop and I've seen this movie and someone says 100%. that to me, he could have just killed my wife. And I'd be like, dude, good Low on you. We're grabbing a beer after this. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. So Don Vito is in this movie. They don't just name drop him; he's here, and I I guess he thinks he's Julius Caesar because he yeah. doesn't change out of this attire for the entire fucking film. He's eating grapes and a toga and shit. Yeah, there for he no is no reason. You just young is. Don Vito.
0: They're sitting on sitting on the porch, just reminiscing with Don Vito in the background, and it's it basically this one ends where where this is the scene that leads up to Don jerking off, and the right. best part about the scene. Because like you know, ignoring the fact that Vito is just randomly in a uh, in in a, uh, a a toga, is the fact that uh, as as Dunn's leaving, it, and this feels like a real reaction, not a moment of acting from Don Vito. Don grabs him by the the arm and says, "No, don't jerk off. Where are you going?" <laughs> Which is just a great like <laughs> unexpected line from Don Vito. <laughs> don't jerk off. Get me? the hell back on. here. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm so it's, lonely. That that was another one that really made me laugh for some stupid yeah. reason.
1: Yeah, he has another line too where he finds Ryan passed out on the floor and he says, Why is your dick in your hand? I'm calling the police. No, Don Vito, don't call the police. They'll find you. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're already looking he, for you. They're already looking for you. Because he molests
1: him. children. He that's, does. He does. That's the joke I was making, because he's
0: Oh, oh, you think molesting to, children's a joke, Jay? That's a joke to you now?
1: I don't know. You tell me, Mr. White Windows and No Blinds and Listen, gloves, I when sleeps. Bring... gloves when yeah, I sleep too. so they don't have gloves my fingerprints. Sleep. I mean, I you know, uh, my, you know who wore a glove? You know who wore a nice pair of gloves? OJ. I do. He stole yes. one of them from me. And a man, man. Where do you think yeah. I learned it from? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Fine. Listen, guys, I just got to talk about this next part here as well, because this is just it's getting to the point where. I look down, it's like 45 minutes in this movie. Mikey, you said it already. It feels like it's been two hours. Like there's just something about this movie. The pacing is way, way off. And I thought like for sure, oh, they're wrapping up soon, right? Nope. We're only halfway through Haggard at this point. It's crazy. Uh, We get a Brandon uh, high on acid watching his TV sideways. He's placed his TV sideways. He's basically just watching TV static here. Do you guys get a chuckle out of this? Chris, you think this was funny?
2: um yeah it's all right i mean the sideways tv thing was pretty fucking good i was actually looking at my tv thinking man should i mount it this way and i'm watching it like this like it's it's kind of logical
1: in a certain sense you know (laughs) it is a very like legit acid thought yeah for sure for sure um but yeah the movie kind of just goes on i think we could probably skip ahead a little bit because like i said it gets a little bit Disjointed here you get Don Vito in a bathroom with two naked women arguing with Ryan Dunn which I that's like an Academy Award winning performance right there for Don Vito he probably had to act the shit out of that one Um, you know because there was um, adult women in in the bathroom with him naked adult women yeah he's not not as interested in them I don't know if I need to mention it again but no it's fine i won't mention it again we'll, we'll move on
0: <laughs> this this area so here's a quick summary so that we can skip ahead of these scenes because nothing important happens in any of them but all of these things are happening simultaneously simultaneously at this point in the movie rab has come into town so we have his car for no reason that's just been set up uh don vito and dunn are eating fruits in the bathroom with these two naked women dressed like greek chancellors for some reason this is after ryan dunn tried to jerk himself off in the bathroom while staring at his ass then you got Glorin shaving her legs in the bathroom with a mirror behind her so that you can see her uh lower back tattoo because at this point in time in the early 2000s i guess those weren't trashy yet or if they were uh reminder this is taking place in westchester westchester pennsylvania (laughs) so trashy is sexy to them unironically and all this is going on and nothing really has anything to do with anything you just get like a five or ten minute segment of the movie that is just scenes that don't ultimately have anything to do with it anything
1: yeah yeah it it ends up in Ryan and and Glorin going for dinner together which seems just like it makes no sense but again I think that's just them trying to go we got to move the plot forward do something so they go on a date Um, and meanwhile Rab Bam and Brandon are getting ready to go back and vandalize well sort of vandalize her house they're gonna break in there and look for evidence that she's been screwing someone else on Ryan Dunn's request (laughs) holy shit dude calm the fuck down And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I guess we could talk briefly about the part where Ryan sits down with Glorin for dinner and orders a drink and a fart blast in his face. The waiter rips one off. He looks a little (laughs) disgusted and then the movie just carries on like it didn't happen.
0: Honestly, I will say, I will say more movies should have scenes where (laughs) randomly, someone farts and it just because that's a real life thing like that's that happens in life like you think in the godfather when don corleone has to sit down on the night of his daughter's wedding and give promises to people there's a lineup that's probably taking two hours to make its way through you think he's not farting a couple times in the middle of those scenes i guarantee you it's happening No, where's when
2: you think you have like a uh, like a there's no one there So you're just like, okay, I'll get it out of the way. And then immediately somebody comes in just as the smell has enough time to rent. And there's no one else there. And you're just like, fuck, I'm caught. This sucks.
0: (laughs) I went the other, the over the weekend, I went into a a public washroom. It was one of the ones that has the single bathrooms, like the single unisex bathrooms. There's like six of them. You pick one and go in. And I got into one. And, uh, The Coke bathrooms. Yeah, exactly. I got into one and it stunk. Someone who was just in there took a shit. And I was like, well, this, uh, you know, one in six, of course, I'm going to get the one that smells like shit. Didn't end there. Right as I was walking out, someone opened the door. It was a really beautiful woman and walking into my place and I'm like, I just look at her and just speed walk the other direction. What am I going to say? This was someone else's doing. That's that's going to be even more obvious. It just it didn't work. I'm like, of course, <laughs> I go into the one that smells like shit. Yeah. A beautiful girl. If, comes. Next in time right that in happens,
2: Mikey, walk out going like this. That way uh, people see it and realize that's that a you, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's there, a good done idea. That. Yeah. I actually I watched
0: it. this whole movie with with my with my shirt hauled over my nose because it was a stinker.
1: you uh-huh. better than that. <laughs> so Ryan Dunn makes a fishing boat analogy or something here, I think, uh, which leads to him asking for forgiveness, which, which logically she should say no, but really what, what actually happens is quick now, or the plot can't move forward. Oh yes, yes of course. I do forgive you, Ryan Dunn. No problem. A random hero. Sorry. Uh, Phil karate chops Ryan when he's on the phone, trying to get in touch with Bam. Just again, no context. Doesn't need to <laughs> be in there, but no reason it in there. Um, now we're, we're back at Glorin's house and the boys are going through her stuff, right? They're trying to get in there and figure out, okay, is there evidence? Can we find something? So they do this B and E, they're going through her underwears and they find, uh, Brandon has a line here where he says to the camera, these are Ryan, these are your girlfriend's underwears. And that's another one of those lines. It was in the memory banks. Don't know why they find some dildos in a diary and uh this is the where whole time
0: the whole time yeah, yeah. this is happening this, the whole time they're doing this breaking and entering i'm like please god don't let them find a, a diary as proof i'm like that's just of that's course. script writing like one oh just don't let it be a diary no, I that think they Chris find
1: would call that cinema magic right, there. right that would be exactly. cinema
0: magic exactly they find yeah. a diary in the dildo but they're they're grossed out by the dildo like that doesn't track why would they be grossed out by the dildo that like it feels counter to everything else that happens in this. You'd think they'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. It's her dildo. That's cool. But they're like, no. They're like, oh, get that shit away from me. I thought they liked her.
2: Because <laughs> she's a dirty whore cheating on fucking Action Hero or whatever his name is.
0: Random yeah. Yeah. Action <laughs> Hero. Random hero. Action, Ra- random Chris, action didn't, Hero. didn't you say you really liked the song in this scene? Yeah. Though?
2: That was my favorite part. What is part. the song I, here? It was, so it was like, Don't know, in the house. It was like this, like, weird fucking, like, hip hoppy <laughs> slash, like, I don't even know. It was just the most bizarre song to the point that I actually went and Googled it to try and track it down. And it said it was by someone. But then I realized the person has the exact same accent as Deco develops towards the end of the movie. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so oh, that was it was Deco the whole time. But this, the, the soundtrack in this movie is actually fantastic. There's a lot yeah, of really it good stuff It's pretty songs. good. It's, not too it is, bad. it's got yeah.
0: Freestyla by Flo Rider. Yeah. No, not Oh, is it Boom Funk MC? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I remember my, it's the a first song. time I ever
2: fingered a girl was that song was playing in the background. So I had some serious nostalgia watching this.
0: Oh, so and you, dude, you, this is you the funniest part.
2: A- when I was fingering, I was like so young, I didn't really know like what to do. So I just put my fingers in and didn't even move them. Like I thought that was the game. I'm just chilling there. So like, know, oh, are you cool. gonna do anything? And I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck, yeah. that makes so much sense. Like it's got to be like a dick. Like a dick moves, you know? Yeah, there <laughs> you fucking. Go.
1: It's all right. Late to the party. <laughs> it happens, okay? man.
0: Oh man, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, did you see, did got... you then uh put your fingers yeah. in front of your one of your friends? <laughs> well, I smell them
2: after, for sure. I seen that oh, movie. That's the only part because they know, don't show you the, um, in and out in movies. They just show like whatever. So uh, the only
1: right. thing I knew yeah, that right. after they just show is the, smell the guy smelling right? the fingers after. Yeah, common in uh <laughs> <post-sex> <laughs> very common. Scenes. Very common. I just fucked. <sighs> anyway, uh so I guess speaking of fucking, we should probably we should probably talk about the sex scene here. What did you guys expect this level of uh sexual action in this type of movie like it was i'd say for the time relatively hardcore from what you'd expect from a based, movie based
0: on them and based on the fact that you had nudity before in this movie i was like yeah i i would i would expect it like We've already seen her naked. The weird thing is their choice of what they will and will not censor in this movie. Naked Dave wasn't censored, even though we've seen Naked Dave's dick in CKY before. Uh, her breath, but I guess it's cause they, they couldn't go beyond like an R rating. That's, that's probably what it comes down to. Did you uh, watch it on YouTube? Uh, there, there is a YouTube version live, but, uh, I also have uh, an actual DVD version.
1: Okay. I'm just wondering cause yeah, the official version could be different. No, official Don't version
0: is, is what I saw, uh, and and you do see her, uh, Lauren's breasts in the beginning when she's like, that, that weird per scene per where view. Dunn's thinking about her, breasts. and then, uh, but in this scene with Rake, it's like censored, censored. Everything right, right. is censored.
1: Well, yeah, I guess they couldn't go that far, right, but. Yeah, it's pretty like yeah, it's pretty I guess like graphic for the time, but it is an independent film, and you're right, knowing Bam Marger and the crew, it does it's not really surprising by any means. Right. Um but yeah, basically the sex scene ends as the boys break out from the closet once Rake notices the camera, and we get this little segment where they're trying to get away, and uh Brandon jumps into the trunk of the car, they drive away, they have a little spat out by the uh the ditch later, and eventually they they make their way back to Dunn. Now Dunn's like happy-go-lucky here. He just went on a date with Glorin and she lied to him and told him that everything's going to be fine. I, you know, I forgive you. Let's get back together. But they show him the tape and, you know, there's just this look that comes over him. Like he looks like he's about to go on a killing spree. Like when he sees what has occurred uh he's he's angry down to his his core and now he decides we need to get revenge on hellboy and kick his ass that's basically where the rest of the movie is going it's like let's just get revenge on this guy and this so now, this
0: becomes this becomes the most convoluted revenge story that yes. i've that i've ever seen it's exactly. basically they st- and I, here's the thing they don't explain what they're doing they just go into it so again I'm like why are we seeing this happen it starts with uh Deco dresses up as a rocker to like infiltrate the rockers and and pretend like like uh he he's one of them to get insight into into Narkill the band Narkill and 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 uh, and rake's name or a, a hell name. So he can call a record store, pretend to be that person, say that Narkill sucks, but that that person is going to the record store in a second. So the record <laughs> yeah. store owner loses his fucking mind. And then when rake comes in, uh, the record store owner beats him up and somehow That's rake it. knows, knows everything, which that, that whole segment is just like, if, if that, if that beat by beat, were spread out longer, and actually, like, it, that became, like, an Ocean's Eleven I thing. Was gonna say, I was going to say Ocean's
2: like, Eleven, exactly.
0: Yeah, no, That's I feel what like that actually could have worked.
2: It was Ocean's it, Eleven.
0: Well, the, the thing about Ocean's Eleven is that it, it does a little bit more of like bringing you along just, just long enough that you kind of know, but don't fully know. And then it makes sense when it all comes together. This, this didn't. This I, did I get sense. what they were going for. I will say no. that this is probably the most imaginative thing that they do in this movie, though. So kudos to them for trying a plot point that actually feels like it, it took some work to, to, okay. to think up.
1: Yeah. But you did mention earlier too that Brandon, he tries to infiltrate the rockers, which I just saw as like, now we're encountering this roving band of wild rake yawns drinking I li- beer. I in liked that though. That was funny. alley somewhere. I really liked that. Yeah, like it the- was... It- it was like they were doing, like, a pre-mating ritual, like, among their species, you know? It was, like, a rare sighting in nature that we just happened to stumble upon. Yes. It was the strangest thing. They're all, like, they're doing, like, that throaty growl. Like, right. And, it's, you know, that would be like, like if be you,
2: like, music. stumbled across those goths that are in that meme that's always captioned to different songs that are dancing under a bridge. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is yeah, that yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. thing? Do people yeah. actually just group <laughs> under bridges or behind fucking bushes and just subcultures I, just I fucking so. drink beer? Yeah, I guess so.
0: that whole thing was funny to me that like the the idea of there being roving bands of metalheads that don't even speak (laughs) real words that was that was really good i i thought i thought that was that was a great addition to this
1: so uh just like we're playing call of duty 4 back in the year 2007 somebody had a kill streak and calls in a skateboard to stop the angry yet rake yawn (laughs) who is now pursuing bam down the streets uh we get a bike chase rake on bike bam on board uh, we get we get some uh some pretty good like skating here actually. Bam does this like he's he's going like full fucking speed down a hill and he, he goes up a ramp and like ollies over a big rail and shit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is also where Brandon somehow ends up in a junk heap with the old refrigerators and he gets his sweet, sweet free on finally uh again it comes this first whole, full circle oceans 11 i was man. just gonna say i hope you didn't forget <laughs> about the reverse microwave b plot because it's it's still kicking it's still i there.
0: literally i literally have a note in this that says the movie is over why are we watching this inventions thing uh
2: so some real quick then the inventions thing yeah, so, we're at the so convention well, before, though, right? before
0: we be, uh, th- because apart from the, just before the invention scene, Ryan Dunn gets hit by a cab and in that cab is his new love interest and they kind of sail off into the distance. And the cab driver is played by Deco, which is like, guys, get another fucking actor. Um, but right. the, uh, uh, they go. So the inventions the list, you man. have a, a his and her fuck machine, a garbage juicer and a reverse <laughs> microwave. And this whole segment is an excuse to just show off these weird, because uh, isn't it Deco also being the host of yeah, the of yeah. the
1: science fair? Like, yeah, he's he's doing a real professor, uh, a nutty here. professor, nutty yeah. professor.
0: Uh, so eventually he he wins Deco wins the uh, the, the the tournament I, for for some reason. Like, I, I don't I don't know why we had to see this whole thing, but we do when we're here. And this sets up the fact that there's an after party, which it, it feels like is is. Granted, I get it's the point where Glorin comes back and is is going to like ask to have Dunn back and he gets to say no. But it's also just a scene to like set up the fact that Bam Margera is a little bit of a playboy sometimes. Like this is, oh, yeah. this is Bam's yeah, yeah, chance yeah. to pick up a random girl at a bar and he's not going to miss it.
1: Yeah, there's also a scene in there, too, where Ryan is hanging out with Heather, his new girl, his new friend. She was and, cool. Uh, I liked her. Yeah, like cool. Yeah. She was super nice. Uh Bam comes up though and he says he says uh he sees her and he's like he's like, What are you doing? What the fuck? Like he's almost upset that he's with another girl. I thought, like, this was the fucking point of the whole movie. What are you mad about? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Right. He's like a fan of you did this without me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what Bam's mad about. But Mikey, well, you hit the be, nail on the head. Fair, it's,
0: to be fair he bam started off this whole thing by saying just forget Glorin, go hook up with someone else and ryan says no you need to go do you need to go talk to everyone you know and think of the best way to get revenge on her because eventually i want to get her back or something and then he goes and finds someone else after bam's already put in all the hard work so i'd be a little pissed off as well if i were bam
1: okay no i understand but uh You're right. I wanted to point out what you said there. Bam meets a a girl when they're at the invention convention uh, and he's just talking to her on the bleachers and it's the same girl here at the club that he runs into and it really feels like when he's sitting at that bar and he's like, oh man, you know, all my friends are doing super cool things. One of my friends is riding a diamond BMX bike and the other one's with a girl (laughs) and then uh, the bartender is just basically like, cheer up, Bam. There's plenty of pussy to go around. So he goes out and he, he meets a girl and like that's it and it's like, it just feels like that was tacked on so Bam could be like I want to look good too. Like it's exactly that. There's no reason for that to be in there. We were not invested in his character at Bam all. Bam wanted a sex and, scene. So Bam yeah, wrote this in. That was it's it. a real Tommy Wiseau type of situation <laughs> yes. and quite yes. frankly it feels a little dirty.
0: Yeah. It was uh that that didn't make sense and also I got to be honest, I didn't love the fact that Glorin is painted as like the the bad person in this movie. Like
2: nice, she fucking gets- a guy named Hellboy. And then she let him on. She even at the dinner thing, she let him on and been like, OK, it's all good. And then went and changed real quick and gets fucking taken away by Hellboy, like,
0: yeah, but like Ryan's not a good guy either. Yeah, He's fucking booking, booking hair appointments and, and trashing all her clients. He, that's and, romantic. And he was break- trying
2: to fucking get a chance to talk to her. <laughs>
0: Breaking into her place and it's like slashing her the,
2: tires, so you get a chance to meet her, you know, because you're gonna give her a ride to the fucking tire place, you know, right? From
0: RRR, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, it feels it just felt undeserved and a little a little weird. It's like no, she she even says she's like I just want to play the field for a bit, and that's treated as her being a bad person. And I'm like,
2: okay, she should be loyal.
0: She should be loyal. Break that up is, with that him, is
1: correct. Break up with him then. She did. That's the point of this movie. Well, he didn't like that, so. <laughs> I think this movie is just a fucking whole bread basket full of fucking weirdos. Nobody's coming out of this one looking good, I don't think. Maybe yeah. you could have some sympathy for Rab because he was just there to have a good time and make some friends. And he while well, he didn't succeed at that very well, um, I think Chris is right when you say he's the real underdog of this film. And yeah. um, in a way, we're all underdogs um, <laughs> watching this film. I, I don't think... Uh, Coming out of this film, I I really felt like there was no way in hell I was going to come out feeling better than when I went in. But in a sense, I'm a little bit surprised because there's almost a relief now that we've watched it and I never have to do this again. <laughs> I'm glad it's over and I hope whatever we do next will be better. Do you guys have any closing thoughts for Haggard?
0: I, I have a quick one and it's uh, and this is I don't know that I've ever seen a movie in my entire life that ends with a, a thing a simultaneous three sex scenes to close us out. There's sure. Ryan Dunn and his girl, Bam and his girl, and Glorin and and some girl that she meets outside of the club as well. There's three sex scenes going on. When those sex scenes started, there were 7 minutes left in this movie, <laughs> I checked. There were still <laughs> 7 much. minutes left. Yeah. I'm like, what are we watching here? And by the way, the the girl who picks up Glorin is credited in in the closing sequence as lesbian that's, that's her character's name <laughs> is lesbian so that well, speaks to the to quality of the movie they that tried. we're getting with this one chris what are your closing thoughts on this
2: i had fun watching it maybe it wasn't polished as you guys might normally like in a film but i was legitimately pissed off going into it it was pleasantly surprised me it brought back some nostalgia there was good tunes i got to see some skateboarding i got to see some chicks <laughs> it's a good movie, man. I used to watch like do you know how, Do you know how many low budget like gangster films I've watched like 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 in like the hoods and stuff? Where it's like I used to watch every single one that ever came out. So I'm used to these kind of films that doesn't look like the acting is at its peak level. You could tell sure. it's low budget. I just have fun, man. I just shut off my brain. I don't have to think about real life and y- having you as a brother. So <laughs> it it's just a nice like you know breather from everything. So I enjoyed it.
0: Fine wow uh how dare you I, i'll say i think <laughs> you're happier watching this movie because you forget about me <laughs> it's, it's true okay well aj while i decompress that and uh and and write down notes to talk to my therapist about in a week or so what, what were your closing thoughts
1: on this um I don't even know guys like I I was uh, here I'll say this before we started we had our discord chat going and and I could tell Chris was having a hard time like he said at the start of this episode convincing himself to actually make time for this I probably like I was keeping quiet I was keeping my mouth shut I think I waited longer than Chris to watch this I was pretty down to the wire it was a struggle (laughs) I did not want to do this either I was just keeping my mouth shut about it um like here's what I'll say about the movie i'm never watching this shit again like i don't see any point in watching this again like I feel like like unless there's some like you know we have an anniversary episode to go and look back Hell at this yeah. then maybe. No. Maybe if it's that important to everybody, we'll come back and we'll do a commentary on the commentary, like guys I said, flood the comments. make
2: Mikey, Mikey, who pleases all the guests, fucking flood his comments. I'll never tell him oh, we got to do this episode
1: again because no. he's, a, he's a guest <laughs> pleaser. That's what he
2: said at the beginning of the episode. Let's fucking put your money where your mouth is, asshole.
1: We did it, and I, I'm never I, touching I, this shit again, though, Mikey. Never touch this shit again. I, I don't. I think,
0: to. I think that this is like immediately when it opens up, and it's like. It's, there's, there's time lapse. Like how many scenes do we have where there's one person static in the foreground and time lapse in the background? And uh, do that, do that once. And then they have like seven more time lapse scenes in this movie. It, like, I, I, it, it felt like someone had seen a movie about art school movies and tried to imitate that or saw a movie making fun of art school movies and tried to do that. Um, I, I didn't love it. I thought, uh, I, this is no word of a lie. I wrote down at the end of this movie because uh, I was taking extensive notes. So that means this movie took me about two and a half hours to to watch because I was pausing it to make notes and all that stuff. Um, I literally wrote down and I believe this to to I, I believe this is a fact that this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know another movie that I disliked more than this movie on gold. I think Farm. it is. On Golden Pond, I guarantee you, I would watch that again and like it more. I actually, because I guarantee Baloo. you, both of us, both of us would watch on Golden Pond and and like that more. Maybe not Cat Blue. That that one may may have cat cat can blue me. <laughs>
1: um, you ever uh, you ever see Ad- Atlantic Rim? Atlantic Rim.
0: I've seen Pacific Rim. Is that one of the ones like one of those movies that like make something that sounds like it to trick people into renting the wrong movie?
1: Yeah, Atlantic Rim is exactly that, Mikey. It's the movie my dad uses when we're hung over after a night of drinking as a cue to get the fuck out of my house. Let's put on Atlantic Rim (laughs) because trying to sit through the entirety of Atlantic Rim, I'm sure, is an impossible feat. So I'd say next to this movie, uh, it's maybe a step above Atlantic Rim. But yeah, bottom of the pile. And listen, it's definitely better than La La Land. Okay.
0: I haven't seen it. And I haven't, haven't seen,
1: seen that, it. so I can't speak to that. Neither but have I. I want to say the listeners, <laughs> sorry, to the listeners, if you like this movie, I'm not shitting on you. you. You have questionable tastes. I'm not shitting on you, though. If you like it, you have your reasons. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing. Maybe you thought it was good. I don't know. Listen, if you like it, though, here's the thing that I'll say is like, I'll try to be As fair as I can here. This movie was made and written by guys who were primarily stuntmen, right? You're asking stuntmen to write a serious movie, semi-serious movie about a breakup. I mean, it's not really their element. So they tried. They gave it a fair shot. There were some moments in it, sure. But I think that them being out of their element and trying this, there's a reason that they didn't continue making movies like this. And I think they kind of realized that, eh, maybe we should just stick to the jackass shit. True. Which I think they do a lot better.
0: That's fair. Like, I, I can't be mad at them for trying it. You know, I'm not upset that this movie exists. I am upset that we had to watch it. But like, you know, it, like Chris, you you said almost kind of jokingly at the beginning, you're like, "Well, what did you do at their age?" Like, you haven't made any movies, and you're right. Like, they did more than I've done in terms of like creating art in the world. I comment on art. I'm I'm a scavenger in the realm of art, so I I can't really sit here and be like, "These guys suck." but i can sit here and say i think these guys could have done better if they actually wanted to i just don't think they did i also don't know that they needed to you know i think they're better suited for the things like viva La Bam and jackass and and wild boys and all that stuff and that's that's more more their
1: speed i just noticed chris's screen name is Plug 7.0 are we, are we really that high in the version now that you're <laughs> every time i have to get a new computer
2: 7. a new aspect to to help mikey with his fucking editing <laughs> I add a I new point O to it. my name. Oh Jesus. So it's nice. seven times.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess we should wrap this motherfucker Let's do it. up, guys. Listen, this has been fun let's never do this again at jackass pod on instagram twitter and now on tiktok Ooh la la! go check yeah. us out and see what we're up to if you want to engage with us tell us what you thought of haggard if you've seen it would you watch it based on our assessment i'd really like to know honestly send us your comments if we get enough good ones maybe we'll read that on the next yeah, episode. yeah we'll read if I'd you send us hear. some of
0: your thoughts to either jackasspod at gmail.com or on on some of our socials send us a dm we may uh we may group some of those up and read some of them on on the next episode
1: just as a little bit of uh a bonus for sure and uh yeah other than that guys i don't know what we're doing next week but i think the odds are in our favor that it's gonna be a bit of an improvement so let's look forward <laughs> to that before i go last chance chris you sure you don't want to blow the lid lit off this thing like you're good there's no punchline coming you're not trying to pull the rug out from underneath us here no, it's just this whole gr- thing's been a work right i mean not great
2: like it wasn't bad sure like it was, it was i enjoyed it i enjoyed it the movie thoroughly
1: Wow. Like, I can wait another 15 seconds. Nope. If you, you want to get it out now. I mean, if you're
2: going to keep fucking delaying this shit, I'll just say I didn't like it if it makes you happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, fine. Let's leave it at that. Thanks for joining us for Haggard. We'll see you next week. Bye. I'm Jason Welwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth.
0: Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackassed. Thank God. <laughs>
1: by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!